Welcome to Forward to Extraordinary. I'm your host, Gary Balanoff, and each podcast we explore ways of going beyond the back to normal mentality and expand to extraordinary with some extraordinary guests. Today, we welcome Kay Rollins, founder and president of the Orlando City Foundation. And you soccer fans may already be aware of Orlando City and success leading to the playoffs the last couple of years, but there's more to it than that because Kay founded the foundation so that we could find out how to make strides in other areas that might have something to do with soccer, but also to do with the overall health in the community and the people who need to to, uh, find ways of being able to get there. So uh, staying active, avoiding health hazards and, uh, you know, obesity and blood pressure uh, hikes and so on. So welcome, Kay, and let's get started. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Well, you've been involved in Orlando City Soccer since before there was such a thing. The foundation grew out of the club itself, but now supports so many things that we'll be getting to. But first, what inspired you to make sure there was a foundation? Um, I think in the beginning when we we started the team here in in 2011, uh, I very quickly got introduced to lots and lots of of good causes, as you can imagine. Everyone wants to to engage with you in in one way or another. And I felt like that first year or so um, was really kind of running around trying to help everybody, but not feeling like we were making an actual uh, deep impact. And so that was when, you know, we had the idea to form the foundation and have, have a charitable arm of the club that could have a focus, um, which which doesn't mean we we don't still help all those other nonprofits. Um, we do, you know, we have them on our, our website where you can ask for a donation. Um, it'll be some merchandise, some tickets, something that will raise funds for your nonprofit. Um, but we we really wanted a focus, um, and it kind of coincided with me being given um, a report about Paramore, which is where our stadium is um about obesity childhood obesity in particular and so um reading the report and looking at causes and you know obviously this is we don't always want to be dealing with the aftermath we want to be upstream and saying why is this happening um and the biggest was access or a lack of access and so we formed a foundation board. Um, we did some fundraising events, obviously, so we've got to have some dollars. <laughs> um, and then we started, uh, we, we started a partnership in the beginning with the U.S. Uh, Soccer Foundation, who they already got some programs in place. Um, and they started um, this campaign to fill mini So all over the country. Um, you know, soccer fields take up a lot of space, uh, and and sometimes urban areas, which is where the most resourced families are, are often in those urban areas. And so, mini pitches are about the size of a tennis court. Um, obviously, there's a goal at each end, bouncing around it, so the ball bouncing around doesn't everything else. Um, and then again, listening to the families and the youth in the um, areas, we, we then decided we needed to do programs. 
and they need a quick break. Um, you know, we have families where the kids turn up sometimes who don't have the right footwear. Um, we provide everything that they need shirts, socks, shin guards, and then those people don't have footwear, we provide that too. And then to each center that we work with, um, the balls, the pennies, the pennies, uh, you know, uh, an instruction manual, um, we give training to the staff in each center as well, and we provide. Um, volunteer coaches to supplement them as well. We keep it pretty simple. It's a nice little 12-week program, um, the skill of the week. It's uh, a life lifestyle skill, uh, whether that's talking about teamwork or respect or, you know, self-discipline, working hard, whatever it is. Um, and then a nutritional element. And I guess that's where it led to the, the third piece of the puzzle. So we call it pitches, programs, and patches. Mm-hmm. The patches are the, the gardens. Um, we realized we were teaching nutrition to kids in areas where um, there was, a, again, a lack of access to fresh food. We can't make big supermarkets, <laughs> just build a new supermarket wherever we would like them to. Um, and so we went to the city of Orlando and we worked with their Greenworks department and we started building community gardens. And some of them are as small as three raised beds. They're about 10 by four. Um, the biggest one we, we were partners with was 50 um, and everything in between. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes they're in community centers. We've got some in schools. Um, especially the school here in Paramore, um, where we've got 16 raised beds there. And we actually pay for an educator to go in twice a week as well, because we understand, you know, these teachers have already got so much on their plate and we don't want to add to that. Um, it's been hugely successful. They they love growing their own things. And, you know, I have parents saying, Gosh, they ate green beans. <laughs> For the first time, right? <laughs> yeah. And there, there's this sense of, of achievement and pride in actually, you know, growing something yourself. So pitches and patches. Um, you've, you've also involved the, the players and the coaches and so on, and they've been very involved in the process too. What have they added to the process? Because in, in when you see the pictures and the videos and everything, they're obviously excited to be there. This is not just something like, hey, Chris Muller, why don't you go out there and, you know, hang with the kids for a while? I mean, they get involved. They get they seem to enjoy it. What what does this bring uh, to their overall spirit going forward, too? Yeah. And I think it's one of the things since we founded the club was um, it's not just the development of the players on the pitch. Mm-hmm. It should be off the pitch, too. Um and things like community service is just a, you know, a really great way to get them involved. And the programs are something, something, certainly something they recognize. It's something all of them can do because we have a lot of kids who, you know, English is not their first language and we have players the same. So this is something they don't have to do a speaking engagement. <laughs> you know, they can just come out and kick a ball around with the kids. But the ones who are are confident enough to speak are also such a huge piece of those programs because, you know, we all know if an athlete 
um, you know, especially one they can look up now on the on the internet, like on their on our webpage, and actually see who these players are and how famous they are, and you know all their accolades and achievements, then they're far more likely to listen to what they're saying. Um, you know, so if we want them to talk about respect or you know teamwork, having one of the players talk about it really makes an impact um, in a, in a way that you know, the rest of us just can't do. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and no disrespect to the Orlando Magic or any NBA team, but unless you're about six foot five or above, it's really hard to have a dream of being in the NBA. I mean, you can do it if you're really extraordinary, but in, in soccer, you can be pretty much any size. So some of the, the uh, smaller players are the most dynamic and and do quite well. So it, it does give some, some of the kids something to shoot for beyond even just the basic technique and they can take that on. And that's what the, the club is, is doing with their youth programs as well, correct? Yeah, and we, we actually, MLS um, actually have a, um, an ongoing campaign called Soccer for All. And I think that's one of the beauties of soccer. First of all, it is a global sport wherever you travel to in this whole wide world, someone will be playing soccer. <laughs> you know, I've traveled a lot with my kids and, you know, as soon as you get a soccer ball out, all of a sudden they've got friends. Um, so I think that's that's the first thing. So it's boys and girls. As you said, you know, you don't have to be a particular height um, to be able to play. You know, Lionel Messi is not very... He's not terribly tall. Who is like you know six times FIFA World Player of the Year is is definitely uh, not one of our our taller players, um, but incredibly skillful. So I think there's that piece of it. Um, you know, it it can be played. So we um, again MLS works with Special Olympics. So there's a Special Olympics unified soccer team. Um, they travel with our team. They travel with the first team. They stay in the same hotel. They play on the same pitch. Um, they get treated like a player for a weekend. And it's an incredibly amazing program to see these, these young athletes shine in a way that people are, find sometimes unexpected. Um, so I love that it's a sport that we can all play, you know, as a kid. You know, we played in the street, we played in the school playground, we played on the field, anywhere where there was a ball. You didn't even need a goal. You know, you make one out of trash cans or, or a couple of sweaters on the floor. That was it. There's actually a book called Jumpers for Goalposts because jumpers in England are, are sweaters. Um, there's actually a book about it. Well, and, and I can tell you for, for a fact that having played indoor soccer as well on a much smaller pitch, but it moves fast and you can stay in pretty good shape by doing that. So it doesn't take a, a 110 yard field to be able to make a difference in your personal health and, and well-being and so on. Well, what do you feel like after all the time that you've spent on this is your biggest joy that's come from working with the foundation and the kids and the parents and everybody else? Um, I think it is that uh, obviously I love it introducing the sport to, to kids who've never played and who realize, oh, you know, this is something I can do and I can get involved with. Um, but I, I think in some ways <laughs> the gardens has been one of the biggest joys because 
it was an an unexpected one, um, you know, and I think it's something people are kind of surprised about when they they know you're a soccer team, but you do gardening. <laughs> like what? Um, but once they once they understand that, you know, it's a very holistic way um, of teaching healthy lifestyle habits because you you know you've got the cardio piece, you've got um, all the things that you learn from playing a team sport. You know, the teamwork, the respect, the working together, um, you know, overcoming difficulties and challenges, um, learning how to be a good winner as well as a good loser. You know, all of those things that you learn. Um, But then the food piece has been amazing. Um, And the curriculum we have makes it very fun. Um, You know, we're not going to lecture kids about calories and carbohydrates. Um, we have a lot of fun games that we play with them that gets the message across the same. Um, but just seeing the joy on their faces when they, you know, they dig up and there's sweet potatoes that they've grown all by themselves, like is is really cool. It's really That's cool. Great. Well, we're we're winding down one year, going into another one. What does the future hold? What what would you like to see happen next in the in the next chapter of the foundation? Yeah, um, I mean, obviously more of the same we'd love to build more and more pitches and and get more and more people involved in in the gardening piece um you know i think i think the the last year or so has has highlighted so many social uh, justice issues so i think that's something you know we're definitely looking at um you know ways that we can support you know in particular orlando pride um pretty much every game had a different walkout shirt on with with a message whether it was stop asian hate or black lives matter support trans youth you know all of those issues that are important to our players are also important to us so i think you know that's something um that really did kind of come to light and and had a platform in this last year or so and i think it's something you know we want to continue to support you know, anyone who's been to our stadium has already seen, you know, we have 49 rainbow seats in our stadium that really is us proclaiming to the world that everyone is included and everyone is welcome in our stadium. Um, you know, and so I think there's probably more to come on that. And then, you know, we're obviously just getting to know our new owners and we want to work with them on what's important to them as well. So that's kind of an ongoing piece at the moment. You know, it's uh, we're all we're they're learning about us and we're learning about them. But you know, it's been great so far. We'll also point people to your your website, uh, OrlandoCityFoundation.com, and and there's plenty of ways of getting. I'm sorry, Dot. You're right. I'll have the correct version in the uh, remarks and comments. But uh, yeah, and and uh, if you want more information on it, it was kind of interesting in that uh, in many foundations uh, and and support organizations and so on, you have to give a lot of money to be a member, uh, not with your group. Uh, tell them a little bit about, I mean, not not discouraging the big donor from stepping up to the plate, but you, you have ways of getting involved and keeping people involved in the process for a very low amount. Tell us a little bit more about that, how people can get involved. Sure. I think like every nonprofit, you know, the last couple of years has made everyone get their creative thinking caps on and get a little more innovative 
about fundraising because you know events went out the window um and so for a lot of nonprofits, it was whoa you know what do we do now mm-hmm. um and we'd been toying with the idea for a year or so about doing a giving circle but to your point you know the entry level is usually around about a thousand dollars and and you know that's just that's just a step too far for so many people um, and for us, it was constant requests from our supporter base saying, how do we help? How do we help? And, you know, we don't have enough projects. We don't have enough programs for everyone to be able to actually physically get involved. And so that was when we, you know, kind of sat at the drawing board and we said, well, you know, obviously we'd love those thousand dollar people. But what if we got lots and lots of people who could give at the $10 a month level, the $120 a year level, then wouldn't that be amazing? Um, so that was where it started, really. So we, you, you can join for as, as little as $10 a month, or you can be $10,000 a year. There's an everything in between. <laughs> um, we created some um, merchandise, which we'd never really had before for the foundation. So if you join, you know, you can have a scarf that's got the foundation on, which, you know, you can't buy, um, you know, you have to be a member. And then again, you know, the pandemic in some ways was good to us because we did over that first year, we did four um, events, but online. Um, so, you know, obviously it doesn't cost us anything, um, but hopefully bring some value to the members because we would have the players come on. Uh, you know, and do some fun kind of Q and A's with the uh, with the people who were on the call. Um, so it's been great so far. And the idea will also be, you know, if we open a new pitch, we'll invite all of our Kicking It Back Club members come, you know, come out to the the, the grand openings, the ribbon cutting, or a garden. Um, we did do a garden build just a couple of months ago. Now um, we had a bunch of supporters came out to that, which is. I love I love when they come out. They're they're just they seriously are the best. Um, but this was just a way for hopefully you know everyone to get involved. Um, and you know it's uh, it, it certainly worked. And you get your name on our website. And we're going to have a space actually um, coming up. Watch this space literally um, in the stadium um, where we're going to have all the the supporters and members too. So yeah. It should be a lot of fun. And that's what it's about. Trying to put together good ideas with having fun doing it. So we thank you, Kay Rollins, for being with us today and uh, for all the projects that you're working on. Continued success in the, in the Orlando City Foundation. And you can find out more at .org. <laughs> and, if you, and if you go to an event, look for Kay. She'll be the one in purple, right? <laughs> that's the that's the team color. She's wearing it today and every day. So thank you for, for being with us. Thank you, Harry. I really appreciate you having me on. Well, thank you. And that wraps it up for today on Forward to Extraordinary. But be sure to subscribe and listen to all of our podcasts at Buzzsprout and wherever you receive your podcasts. And be sure to let us know if you know any special guests who might be good additions to Forward to Extraordinary, like Kay Rollins. So uh, be sure to, to listen. Thanks for listening today. And stay on the path to extraordinary. Thanks.